Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Bob. And I'm Father Dave. How are you? I'm great, Father Dave. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Sorry I'm not with you. Yes, once again, uh, if you're watching the video, Dave is in a nondescript hotel room with a piece of generic art. I always wonder where the art comes from in hotel rooms because they, they find nondescript art that you don't really look at but is there. And as an artist, are you excited that your art was deemed worthy to hang in a hotel room that nobody would ever look at? It If you get paid for it, do you Yeah, I guess that's a win. Happy? Yeah, yeah, especially yeah. if you're winning. So certainly it's your, that, it's, certainly it's, the parents are happy that you finally did something with your life after spending all your time doing art. Exactly, exactly. It's like I, I've got a showing, or really where? Garden in <laughs> room two thirteen. Um, all right, so how did we're going to play the game? Where in the world is Father Dave Pavonka? Without any yeah. baseball so. references. Oh, I have to tell you about my son. But first, without any okay, baseball we'll references, give me a hint. Amish country. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I have the state right. Yeah. Um, I. Or you have to give me another hint, though. Are you in a city or a town? Well, it can't be a city if it's Amish County. Yes. It's a city no. and a town. Well, you're, it's the area. Not, it's the you're area. You're not good at this. I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with Bamcaster. Lancaster. In Lancaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say Stratocaster, <laughs> which would be really cool. Go. Yeah, I'm in Lancaster. <laughs> So yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's where I am. Oh, that's yeah, so fantastic. Good. Night. So, so you'll be here yeah, tomorrow actually, for your really. Oh yeah. So, yep, go ahead for my celebration. Yeah. Now with just a really, really wonderful couple last night, a couple people today, just we've got, honestly, Bob, we've got the most amazing friends and, and alumni and parents of the university. It's always, it's just, I'm always amazed at how faithful people are. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Oh, that is wonderful. Yep. And right. And as I was starting yeah, to say, yeah. Because we recorded this on Monday, so tomorrow is your Silver Jubilee, so you'll be in town for that, which will be great. Cheers. And then by yep. the time you hear that, that was yesterday, but please feel free to say a prayer uh, for Father Dave on 25 years of being ordained Amen. a priest. It's very exciting. Great, Praise God No, what a that. great blessing. What a great blessing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, speaking of blessings, which this isn't, but that's a bad transition. So my son Aiden, David, who by the way just realized, I've been saying like I've named his middle name after you for a while. And I re reemphasized this yesterday because he's now he wants to play baseball, and I said, Good "Well, kid. you know, Father Dave does that." And 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 he said, "Who's Father Dave?" Because <laughs> you make a lasting impression. And I said, "You know, he, you're named after what him." And he went, "How does how does he I say know, that?" I know he's not oh, very really? sharp. I know. He, well, this is what happened. So I said, "You're named after him," and he said, "My middle name isn't Dave; it's David." <laughs> And I had to okay. say, right. well, no, it's the same thing. And he's like, oh, and okay. then he wants me to call him Aiden Dave. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm like not going to do that. So why Eliana's boyfriend, we're moving on. Eliana's boyfriend plays baseball and trying to be like the cool, you know, boyfriend who likes the, the siblings and stuff like that. He gave Aiden one of his old bats and gloves and started I'm okay hitting the with ball Aiden with, with the, I'm okay with Aiden with the glove. Aiden with the bat. It's a, a scary thing. He's swinging around the kitchen. Yeah. I'm like, put that away. This is not a good idea. Yeah. So he woke me up the other day and he said, Dad, let's throw. 
And I was like, what? He said, let's throw. And I was like, do you mean catch? He's like, yeah, whatever. And so he's all talking about being a baseball player and how he's going to break this to mom because mom always tells the kids we're not a baseball family. And uh, I'm just letting it, I'm hoping it's a phase, but um, yeah. So I was out there throwing a baseball. Baseballs are hard. Like those things are freaking dangerous. (laughs) You know, if he really gets bit by the baseball bug, it's not a phase. It's deep. It's 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 Americana. Bug. It's like a tick bite. It's like that gives you Lyme disease. Through, through, Is that kind of the bug that we're through, talking about? Through, you never shake it. War. You always feel a little bit weird. Everything slows all down. All of that. It's baseball. You need to watch Field of Dreams. And if you don't weep in that movie, I've you seen are, Field of Dreams. You're not human. Actually, I, I prefer Star Wars. Actually, you know what? Star Wars and Field of Dreams, I think, are almost the exact same movie. I don't think they are. All right. Well, they both are about daddy issues. No, they're not. Yeah, isn't it? Have you seen Field of Dreams? Isn't at the end he's like throwing catch with his dad or something? Who's like younger than him? No. Just move on. Doesn't that happen? Am I forgetting this? This is what happens. They both have James Earl Jones in it. Okay, that's fair. They both have a disembodied voice that tells you what to do. Right? Like Okay. Build the field. Use the force, Luke. They never the, said build a field. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Go what? the distance. What? What was it? That's part of it. That's part of it. If you build What's, it, they will come. There you go. Right. That's then, the exact same as use the force, is, Luke. Is this? Is Let this go, heaven? Luke? Is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Is that ever in Star Wars? No. I just. I. I don't even want to. I'm not even going to honor you with this conversation. But why would that, why is that a great line? I mean, that's probably really cool. And and blessings to all of those living in Iowa that are rejoicing right now. Yeah, to our listener there, that's great. Do you think we have any listeners Star Wars is Field of Dreams with lightsabers. That's what I'm going to go with, except it's way more interesting. Do do you think we have a listener in Iowa? If you're listening to us and you're in Iowa, please just email us. I just want to know. If you're listening to us and you're a baseball fan, email us. I'm just curious. Yeah, but you know what? We did find out that we do have a listener in Saskatoon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wait a second. Let me find that real quick. Yeah, you made, you made a passing reference to it. Here we go. Uh, bu, 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 bu. Um, where are you? Here you go. Father Dave and Bob, this is from um, Nicole Gursky. And she says, I've been enjoying listening to your podcasts for real, not a joke. <laughs> Which I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Why did you have to say that? Yeah, like now yeah. I now I wonder if the other emails maybe like wait no are it's they awful because so many people say I'm real I'm enjoying it no really I am it's like, okay <laughs> what uh, anyway maybe we're missing something uh, it intrigued me the other week when you were talking about Durango and made a reference to Saskatoon I am from Saskatoon this is I'm speaking in the voice of Nicole Gursky so of course I'm curious as to why the reference was made and how do you know about Saskatoon. Well, I think the reference was maybe when we were talking about accents or something like that. And I said, I'm not from Saskatoon. Um, I, I actually, a buddy of mine, a household brother of mine, at, uh, when I was at Franciscan University as a student, was from Saskatoon. So I, he was from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, which I just, oh, wait, no. My, it was even before that. A guy that I was on net with was from Saskatoon as well. So mm. that's how I know. Saskatoon, Sask- Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Say that, Bob. 
Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. That is there. a that that's, is a tongue That's twister. how we know. That's how we know. <laughs> she but also said, also a, a, oh, yeah, "Go ahead." Yeah, there's a CFL team, but I don't remember the Rough Riders. Maybe I don't remember what they're called. No. Um, the Rough Riders might be from Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, maybe. All right, if you're a Canadian football league fan, you could. We're going to get yeah, a lot of emails. Know. We are. This is going to be inundated. I, I want to know what I want to know the larger demographic: Iowans, baseball fans. Or people who know the Rough Riders or Canadian Football League. There you go. It'll be interesting to find out. That's a good question, yeah. And then she closes with, on a very different note, I wonder how you both feel about your new president being Catholic. I'm very happy that you're yeah. Catholic. Well, that's what Bob said to me the first time she read that. It was like, well, of course, Father James Catholic. I think all our presidents have been Catholic. And then I realized, oh, you're talking about America because she's from yeah. Saskatoon. yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's an interesting question. This may be our controversial our controversial episode, right? Oh, nice. I mean, so exciting. Yeah. As if the, I, as I, if the field of dreams Star Wars wasn't controversial enough. You're right. We're we're cutting edge here. Well, the thing uh, is, is we're Joe Rogan. You no, know, yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> just stick around, folks. Um, obviously, I'm disappointed at the way our president presents himself to be Catholic and, yeah. and seems so just an utter failure as it relates to understanding what we believe and what's important to us, the dignity of human life and the human person and so many other areas. So it's, it's really troubling for me, honestly. Um, it, uh, yeah, this is maybe harsh, but I would have been loved to be able to say that I was so proud, but I have to say, I mean, some of the agenda items that he's put forth in the first hundred days, uh, particularly that have direct impact on the university and uh, are, you know, the male and female uh, students and the whole thing that's dealing with the transgender. I just, I'm, I'm deeply disappointed. I really am. But with that being said, and this is where I was maybe, but the other that I'm disappointed is, is how so many people have demonized him. You know, again, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't agree with his theology. I don't agree with his politics. Much of his politics, not all of it. Much of his politics. Yeah, I mean, there's I some value stuff. You know that he's, you know, I mean, I, I, I appreciate a greater open. You know, I, I love the fact that we just changed the language, or at least trying to change the language uh, civilly, from illegal immigrant to undocumented worker, which is something the USCCB mm-hmm. did a while back, and mm-hmm. you know some of those some of those mo- movements, some of those things are yeah, absolutely. We we respect the dignity of all human beings, but right then you look at the pro life issues and the other ones, and you're like, ah, you know, like what's going on? Yeah, yeah, and, and I do think you know that it's it's correct is is that it confuses people that that he he states that he's I, I don't know. I don't know if he says he's a devout Catholic or if the media always says he's a devout Catholic, but I think that confuses people because people are like, well, I thought Catholics were not. So it's just, it's, it's, it's troubling. But, but in the same vein, I think I mentioned this in the past, somebody said to me that they weren't going to pray for, for Biden because he's, it's like, that's just ridiculous. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely going to pray for him. In fact, I'm going to pray for him more because right. I really think that, that, First off, that I think some of his policies are really, they're just not good for the country. They're not good for the American people. They're not good for, you know, as you were saying, what's what's going down on the border right now. It's just a mess. So, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. 
Yeah, you know, it does cut a bit. I mean, I wish he wouldn't have run on such a platform of being a Catholic. And yeah. even if he hasn't been saying, uh, you know, I'm devout, I'm devout, certainly that's the media narrative, and they seem very happy with that. And what bothers me about it isn't so much on the on the political realm. I think it would be anybody in that kind of spotlight that is claiming to be, you know, Catholic and actively Catholic, and yet so belligerently pursuing some seriously so, anti-Catholic, so you know, immoral you know, the other part things is I would that love are there. To just, I, would, I would love to have some of the conversations, some of the deeper, and, and again, this is one of the things is that we try to settle, quote unquote, settle these things in a, in a 30 second soundbite, but just what is his his understanding of God and, and how how does he see the church and not, not just the issues that we just talked about, yeah. a lot of the other issues, you know, um, but, but again, it's, it's, I I'm saddened. It's unfortunate. Uh, I wished I could just celebrate, you know, the fact that we've got a Catholic president, but I, you know, I'm not able to, so, so I continue yeah, you, to pray for him. Yeah. You see in politics, uh, a reflection of the country, right? I mean, whether Absolutely. it be Catholics who, you know, are saying, well, my Catholicism doesn't affect my job, you know, whether that be a Biden or a Pelosi, but then you see others mm -hmm. involved in the political sphere who are, you know, really trying to faithfully live out their Catholic faith in all areas of their life. I think of, a, you know, Congressman yeah. Jeff Fortenberry. I think of Amy yeah, Coney sure. Bennett. You know, I mean, there's, it's, it's both, well, it's right? Interesting. You know, it, I, it's all out there. In, when I was in seminary, I went to a debate. I was in Washington, D.C., and it was between uh, two groups of Catholics that were both politicians, you know, one more conservative, one more liberal, two were Republican, two were Democrat. And one of the individuals said, you know something, if one of them was Bill Bennett, who I, I think is really sharp. And, and one person said, if I had to choose between my politics and being Catholic, I'm not sure what I would choose. And Bill Bennett said, and that's the problem. He said, that's at the heart of the problem is, is that, that politicians aren't rooted in their faith. They're not rooted in a relationship with God and bigger things than just politics. And, and I thought that was really telling is that yeah. yeah. I mean, you think Thomas More. Who's Thomas More? You know, what's he going to choose, politics or his faith, you know? So, but, Do you know, actually, we, Thomas More was canonized uh, at the time of the rise of Hitler in World War II. Do you know that story? Well, I didn't realize it was that late. Please tell me. It, it was I that it was late. I was, I was surprised. You know, I've gotten a chance to go to England a bit, and I'm a huge Thomas More fan. But I didn't realize. I think it was in the in the 30s or so, late 30s. Um, that Thomas More and uh, John Fisher were fairly obscure in in the life of the church. They weren't really they weren't really well known. This is before A Man for All Seasons was written, but of course it was written because of his canonization. Sure, but sure. the church um, canonized uh, Thomas More and John Fisher specifically as an encouragement to German politicians to stand against Hitler, hmm. because they saw in that moment, you know, a person in charge of a country that was turning it to evil and nobody seemed to be standing up to him and so the church decided to lift up these lives of thomas moore and john fisher really as cool. a way to say cool. even if you give your life and that is yeah i never knew that i just in my last trip to england i heard that and i was like that's great what that's great. yeah it's it's pretty amazing but those are that's the example we want to look to the saints and we want to pray for everybody in politics in the civil sphere we never want to we never want to stop praying. I think the the knife with Biden, you know, so it would almost be e easier if Biden didn't say he was Catholic and and did those things. You know, there, there's right, not right, just right. the political end of it. There's the 
the world is saying, well, he's a pretty cool Catholic. Why can't all you Catholics be as cool be as like him? him. And you're like, right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. right, exactly. exactly. And they're missing the point. So let's keep exactly. praying uh, for the our other, country. The other thing is, the other thing is two things. Is one, that there are really good people out there. There are really yep. good principled politicians, and that's important. And then also, um, people need to be engaged in, in, in that world. They need to be yeah. engaged in the world of, of business, in the world of politics, in the world of medicine, all those kinds of things. We need... Yeah faithful, good Catholic Christians to be a part of that. And on that note... And on that note, hey, everybody, though the calendar has turned to May, there's still time to apply to Franciscan University of Steubenville for the fall 2021 semester. That was an excellent segue, Father Dave. You're doing really... You're getting so much better at this. You did nail it. You did nail it. With more than 90 academic programs, there's bound to be an academically excellent field of study that matches your interests at the graduate or undergraduate level. And I might just add, based on what we were saying, you know, political science, uh, our criminal justice Mm -hmm. program that we're starting, all of these areas that really need wonderful Catholic men and women to influence uh, with the witness of their life. And of course, there's our vibrant sacramental life, NCAA athletics, clubs, evangelistic programs, and so much more, including our music center, to experience here at Franciscan. It takes just 15 minutes to apply online. I wonder if they like timed somebody to do that. Due to testing delays brought on by the pandemic, you can submit an essay instead of an SAT, ACT, or CLT scores. I don't know what CLT is. Do you know what CLT is? Yeah, it's the one that um, a lot of the homeschooling groups use. Oh, cool. cool. Actually, it's, it's really... I, th- I think in some ways it's a really good teller of, of how well a student's going to do. It's quite good. Cool. Well, you'll have to worry about that for 2022. But for right now, because of the pandemic, we're not worrying about that so much. You can just submit an essay. And to apply, simply go to franciscan.edu. That's franciscan.edu. Great. Nailed that, Bob. Thanks. Nailed that. You too. And, and, and on the theme of school education, today's the last day. Uh, and it's right. And brother... Uh, I'm just, Crazy Jesus. <laughs> I'm just, you know, you know something. Okay, so I'm going to tell you two things that have happened that was really cool. Is um, okay. so, so obviously the students have gone this year with having to deal with COVID, and thank the Lord, we had kind of an Easter bump with some increased numbers, but the last ten days have been honestly a couple of days with no cases or anything like that. So that's been a great blessing. But there was a group of students talking, and one of them was a freshman, and they were saying to her, they said, "Oh, we're so sorry that you had to." you know, be here during COVID. And she goes, what do you mean? And she goes, well, you know, it's usually better than this. And this student said, she said, what are you talking about? She goes, this is the best year of my life. She goes, this has been the best year of my life. And then she said, it gets better than this. And that was just just something I just think to bear in mind is, is is that we focus on maybe... Well, our students were able to do almost everything. They really were. But yeah. on, on things that you can't do and and you know, her best year of her life. And then I was also talking with a senior who's graduating and she talked about how blessed this year was. And mm-hmm. she goes, you know, I was wondering like, when is everything going to come together? You know, as this freshman, sophomore, senior, it's all supposed to go. And she goes, Father Dave, this year, the pieces just fell in place and it it just makes sense. It was just, it was just refreshing me to hear that in the midst of the difficulties and struggles. Yeah. Young people's lives are still being changed. And, and that's, that's the case everywhere. It's great. So the numbers are down pretty well now yeah, at this yeah, point yeah. I, yeah okay yeah just yeah. yeah on on campus but honestly i just read a thing uh, this morning uh, in los angeles and i don't know how much of california 
Uh, there were no deaths in Los Angeles with COVID. The numbers are lower than they've been for, since the very beginning. So Thank you, that's Jesus. that's a really good thing, right? That's just a, a really good thing. Things are beginning to open up a little bit. New Jersey, I just again, I'm not that far from Jersey right now. There's a beginning to lift some of the restrictions. So that's it's time. It has it just has to happen. Please, yeah. Lord. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Maybe by the time we get to Pentecost, we'll see some significant shift and. All of those things, but that is great. You know, I mean, we started this podcast really in the thick of that as an opportunity to try to speak hope to so many folks. Uh, I mean, there was so much despair and darkness and difficulty and thank you, Jesus, for this Easter season and the weather getting better and, you know, really feeling like we're moving out of it, at least in the United States. I mean, then sadly you read some other places in the world that are just- What's going on in India right now, Bob? Have have you read about that? Yeah. Honestly, I just saw some images and it just, I mean, anybody, it would just move your heart on what's yeah. going on. Just, just awful. So yeah, that's, that's funny. I, again, I was going to say I forgot, but obviously I didn't forget, but, but that September seems like so long ago. <laughs> that's through, right. I mean, if we just think about what, what we as a country have gone through and an election and, you know, just personal struggles and, and then the whole vaccination rollout. And, and that, that's one of the things that, that I have found, you know, many people have been frustrated with the whole vaccination question. And, yeah. and I don't want to get into, you know, should or shouldn't, anything like that. But what, what troubles me is, is the shaming that takes place on both sides, right? You know, hmm. I was thinking you're shamed if you do and shamed if you don't. And <laughs> right. No, isn't that, but, but I, seriously, I, I've met people on both sides that, you know, there's an absolute moral imperative, you must do this. And if you don't do it, you're the worst human in the world. Right. And then the other side, you know, you absolutely must not do this. And if you do do it, the worst human in the world. And, and, and I've, I've had, I don't know, half a dozen conversations in the last two weeks of, of people who are just really weighted by this and struggling right. with this. And, and it goes back again, I think ultimately, and, and maybe to speak hope into that, it, it's go before the Lord and, and pray about it and, and then just make the choice and decision that you think is the Lord is inviting you to do and be peaceful with that, you know? Yeah. And, and the other is, is people maybe step back a bit and, and our opinions or strong opinions are, are putting such burdens on people. And this really is a prudential choice that a person has, the ability to make a choice with that. and This is not a clear cut, absolutely or do or absolutely don't, you know. I mean, obviously right. there's a number of people that are uh, rightly concerned about it being such a new, you know, therapy, you know, I mean, it's really at least the, the two main ones aren't technically vaccines, you know, but it's a different kind of, different kind of medicine, which isn't really tested well. You know, there's some pro-life issues involved with how that research was done and, and conducted. And, you know, those are, those are legitimate concerns, you know, both on a medical level and on a moral level. And then on the other hand, you also see a, a greater good of positive effects of these vaccinations, particularly for people who are in a potentially immunocompromised state that getting COVID will kill them, or even just the feeling of, even if it won't kill me, I could transmit it to somebody and it could do either great sickness to them or end up in death. And I mean, all of that stuff is valid. Like there's not like, I mean, you can really have a, an honest to goodness debate on both sides, whether you should get vaccinated or whether you shouldn't get vaccinated. 
But I absolutely agree. I think it really comes down to going before the Lord. And, you know, just like you're saying, it's you're shamed if you do and you're shamed if you don't. Um, you know, everybody's life circumstances is different. My kids' life circumstances are different, particularly with my teenagers. I'm sure. having I'm having conversations. Sure. My one of my sons is dating a girl whose grandmother is severely immunocompromised, and you know she's uh, she's a nurse. You know, she's in a nursing program, not here. And um, you know, he was really struggling. Well, like I wasn't going to do it, but now I wonder if I should. And just trying to yeah. trying to talk him no, through that because. Are- those are those are all the challenges that I think you know, many many people many of our <clears throat> listeners are facing and dealing with. And, and and the thing is, is again, it goes to, you know, one one can make a, a prudential decision on this and come to it. Now, other people would say, like you say, that's absolutely right, absolutely wrong. But the other part is this sense of people even ner- nervous about being asked, you know, and and nervous about saying whether they did or they didn't. And that's what that's what I find. Um, problematic is so many people feel burdened on either side of that and yeah and we need to try to yeah be more encouraging and more supportive and more caring for one another uh, in that so yeah it's it's an interesting time is it not <laughs> it really is it really is and it and now you understand why you know there should be things like medical privacy it is i don't know the last time we're like hey have you had a colonoscopy lately like you don't usually walk yeah. up to people and ask about their medical life but yeah, yeah people do ask about have you been vaccinated? And then you're always wondering, well, what's yeah. what's the next what's the next thing you're gonna you know? If I say no, am I gonna get blasted? Or if I say you know yes, I'm gonna you know. And I I think you're right. the The word really is to be at peace. You know, to be yeah. at peace with the Lord. And um, yeah, I'm not an, I'm not anti-vax, but I am anti-needle. Yeah, that's right. You would, oh my goodness. Oh you're, yeah. You know what? You should get a tattoo. Oh no, dude! You're not even funny. I you would, should. I would pass awesome. out. Like the so, just for just for the listeners, like I I have to get almost hypnotized before even getting a shot, or you know, oh, I, even even talking about it right now is is not a is not a good thing. So, imagine could you, can you <laughs> and I can't imagine give, getting a tattoo. Could you give other people a shot, or is it just you getting a shot? If I if I see a needle, I start getting even if a it's not loser. coming at you. It doesn't matter. I, I like like TV shows, like medical TV shows. I can't even handle it. What happens if you like it. had to give? I don't know. If Jen had allergies and you had to give her a shot every week, um, that's what I have kids for. Oh, okay. okay. And I'm sure there's professionals. Like, why can't we be in Star Trek and just have like the? For goodness sakes, Bob. No, I think that's a real technology. You did, what? It's like it's like a hypo. It's like a high-pressed hypodermic. Seriously, you're unbelievable. Anyway. Live long and prosper. Amen. Yeah, so uh, our our other promotion is come to our conferences this summer. Actually, it's not really a promotion, but honestly, if if you need a shot in the arm, how about that? (laughs) If you need Uh, a hypo to the neck. I'm just excited that we're we'll be doing conferences. This isn't a promotion. It's just well, maybe it is. I'm just so excited. This, no, I'm I'm with you. I turned the calendar and I'm looking towards June. And I know, uh, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, really, just to have really people exciting. gather together again and and praying. I mean, there's there's some people who've contacted me and they said they just can't wait. Because still, some churches are a little bit yeah. a little bit stricter than others. Just to be able to come together and worship and pray is just a great, great blessing. So we're looking how forward many, to it. Uh, how so, many people are we allowed to? I mean, hopefully it'll even open up more by the time we get to June. Do you know? 
Yeah, I think I think for the youth conferences, about half capacity. So around, I think it's nine hundred and fifty or something like that. Okay, which would be the same for the adults. But you know, the the youth conferences are the one that are actually going to be much smaller than they normally are. But right. the other ones, they should be about the same size. Yeah, because oh, we usually pull true. about a thousand people for our first conference. Power and no, purpose. actually about sixteen hundred. So it's going to be okay. a little bit smaller. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully, yeah, I don't think we'll have that. Yeah, maybe it'll, God it'll willing, be, we can open up the numbers be, by then. Even more. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah. So. Steubenvilleconferences.com. That's Steubenvilleconferences.com. So yep, that's our website. All right. That's, that's great. pretty cool. So so this is, um, I think, our, our scripture for hope. Yes. I, I'm not in the studio, so just imagine that. And now well, can you put, for can today's you put that in scripture. Post? Can you put that in post? Too late. I just did it right now. All right. Never mind. Okay, good. Um yeah, it was just the scripture the other day, and it's again today because it's a, a feast day, um, that says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I, I was just thinking, we were talking a little bit before we got started, uh, that ought to give us hope, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that there really is a way. And, and I love the fact that Jesus didn't say he's just one of the ways, right? But there's lots of, but he says that he is the way. And that ought to be able to give us hope is that Jesus doesn't come to us and say, you know, good luck in finding the way to heaven or good luck to way of finding the peace or good luck to way of finding life. It's, it's that he is the way. And, and to the degree that we continue to come to understand who he is and who he wants to be for us and who, what he's done for us, we discover that, yeah, I was listening to, to a podcast, or actually a book on tape on the way down. And one of the things that continually said is it's not easy, but it's also not complicated. Um, the the spiritual life is not easy, yeah, but it's also not complicated. Yeah. I love the fact that he's not saying, "I'm going to show you the way," you know, like I'm going to give point you a the map. Direction. I'm going to point right. the direction. He's like, "No, I'm I'm the road." <laughs> you know, like it's. Yeah. I mean, it it's that powerful of you know, it's like a get on my back. You know, like the sheep around the shoulders of the shepherd. Like I'm, yeah. I am the way and um you know having confidence in that yeah i mean you're right the world shows so many other alternatives and variations and it's the heart of jesus i mean that's that's really what it is it's being carried by jesus it's uh following in the footsteps of jesus all of those things uh which give us a certitude you know that no matter what's going on in the craziness of life and it's confusing and it's difficult, you know, our, our, our point of reference is, mm-hmm. is Jesus. And yeah. that's how we know what is true, what is living, what is good. <clears throat> did I ever tell you about, um, do you know how they used to, did I ever tell you about the, the, the big K thing that happened like um, last year? No, I don't think so. I, so I get a little bit science nerdy sometimes. So apparently, really? uh, yeah, I know that's going to be shocking. So there was uh, for up until last year, the way they measured a kilogram was they had a piece of metal in cold storage in uh, in somewhere in France. That was a kilogram. That was the measurement of a kilogram. Nothing sciencey. Just this piece of metal was the kilogram they called it big k and they made two duplicates of big k and they put one i think in california and one in 
Japan or something like that, you know, just to make sure that Big K was doing okay. And so that was the that was the standard. Like, how do you know what a kilogram is? Well, you it's that. And then they had this crazy thing happen. Big K, well, I don't know how you phrase it. It started getting lighter. It started losing, losing density. Low carb. Low carb. I guess so. But here's the thing. You can't say it became less than a kilogram because it was a kilogram. Like it was the definitive kilogram. <laughs> so then you had these other two that didn't move and they know it didn't move. But now those two are quote unquote getting heavier or at least gaining grams because the main thing that you're basing everything on was getting lighter. So scientists realized that maybe this isn't the best way to go. And they came up with a very, very complicated mathematical thing to figure out what, what a kilogram was. But I heard that story and I thought, that's like Jesus for us. You know, like Jesus okay, is- this is what, this is bringing this for me, all right. I'm bringing it around, I'm bringing it around. Yeah, well, yeah, just yeah. like we used to gauge what a kilogram was based on this piece of metal. What is the way? What is the truth? What is the life? What does it mean to love? It's, it's Jesus. I mean, he, you know, I mean, the saints model that and, you know, you know, show us ways to live that, but the heart of it, that kind of, you know, that big K, so to speak, mm -hmm. is Jesus. And even though it's simplistic to say, what would Jesus do? And sometimes a little bit tricky as well. Um, that is the, you're right. It's not necessarily easy, but it is simple. Mm -hmm. uh, We're always looking towards Jesus as the model of yeah, you know, how we live, what too, we do. Is, how we love is that we live in a culture and a society that is is become you know the 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 national dogma is inclusion you know inclusion inclusion right. and that so the the idea or the premise that says that there is one way and it's the way of christ is actually anathema to to much of the culture today and and even to say that it's almost like oh my goodness you're not very tolerant of other people but but there's only one there's only one who's come down from heaven and returned to heaven and and as you stated, that he becomes that path, he becomes the way for us. And and un unfortunately, we live in a world and a culture right now that says, ah, there's lots of ways. It's all basically right. the same. Just be a good person. Well, it's not. It just isn't. And and to be able to speak that and to be able to speak there, that, that ought not be a weight or a bird. That's that's a hope. That's that's a, a joy. The fact that it yes. says, oh my goodness, there is. He is the way to to, to the Lord and the return of the Father. But but I was when I was praying about this. So it's not just he is the way to peace. He is the way to hope. He's the way to joy. And and some people would say, well, there, there's lots of ways to be happy and all that, but but not a divinely inspired, anointed, blessed. And that comes from Jesus and Him alone. And and that that should cause us hope. And and, and to get us there, it means that we continue to grow in intimacy with Him. That, that we know how He thinks. We know how He behaved because i always get a kick out of that you know wwjd what would jesus do well we know what jesus would do the real question is what are you going to do right? The, the, <laughs> right the part about jesus that's that's easy it's like what am i going to do well if i'm living and being transformed by him then ultimately i'm going to do what he did as well so yeah that's, I, that's there, there ought to be hope in that i think taking time reading the gospels is so important mm -hmm. for every mm -hmm. every disciple of jesus i um I've been working on um, this discipleship program, Discipleship Quads, uh, which maybe we'll talk about at another time, but essentially it's you know trying to be a source of parish renewal. And one mm -hmm. of the things that um, I, we, you know, we have them read various scriptures each week. Well, one week I just say, read the gospel of Luke beginning to end. And people are, the first reaction of people is they're like, 
what? Like, that's so much. And I'm like, just read it. Read it like a book. I mean, that's actually the way it was meant to be read, you know, in that sense of, I mean, yes, it was meant to be proclaimed, but just read it from beginning to end. Read it like a story, you know, get the narrative, get the flow of what's happening. So many times, you know, hearing scriptures liturgically is very beautiful and profound, but it can almost teach us to look at it like a life's little instruction book, you know, like here's a, here's mm. a thought for the day and here's a, here's a tweet, you know, and here's a, here's a little message, you know, from here. And then like seeing the whole story, getting to know who Jesus is, not just what he wants of us, who Jesus is, because what he wants of us can teach us many things, but who he is helps us fall in love with him. And, and the, the best place for that, by far the best place, is just to read the gospels. And when people do that, they always say, thank you. I mean, how can we be a disciple of Jesus if we don't know his life and know it really, really sure. well? Sure, you know, and, and, and just to have that, that experience, that they us. just say thank you. Yeah, and that leads us into, you know, it should lead us into a deeper understanding of the sacraments and a deeper appreciation right. for the liturgy and the call to love one another. So, yeah, maybe a good place, yeah, to 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 conclude there is that the Lord would do that. That that we would encourage, uh, you know, those of you who are listening to spend, you know, five minutes today or five minutes the next couple of days just to be able to spend some time with the Scripture. Uh, that Jesus would come alive for us. Uh, yeah, that we would come to understand more fully that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Sound good? Amen. Sounds good. Amen. Good. Almighty God, pray your blessing on all of our listeners today that they would know your peace and your presence. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That's great, Bob. Thank you very much. And thank you for listening to our podcast today. Uh, we are so grateful and we are praying for you. Uh, please, if you have any stories of hope or prayer requests or whatever you'd like to say, you can email us at hope at franciscan.edu. That's hope at franciscan.edu. And I'm specifically talking to you Iowans out there. Uh, we want to hear from you definitely. God bless. God bless you guys.